0: Hello, hello everyone out there. You are tuned in to BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. Forgive me as I just get my little setup going for today's episode. You are tuned in to the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. I am your host, DJ Nev808. This is the hybrid talk and music show where we have a guest every single episode. We sit down, we have an hour-long conversation, then we move to the decks for an hour-long mix today. Our guest is the incredibly talented and lovely Tom Marcy. And without further ado, we're going to get right into the interview. Make sure to keep it locked, because after one hour, we are moving to an exclusive mix by the one and only our guest, Tom Marcy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This, again, is BFF.FM Best Frequencies Forever. It's really tough to interview in here. Cause yeah. for those who can't see, there's a very large desktop right in the middle of the room. It's not even a desktop, <laughs> it's like a big wooden block. As if we're playing
1: Battleship with each other. <laughs> wait, so, so
0: like I can't see. It's you. very battleship esque. <laughs> um and I kinda tried to like the first interviews I did almost like embrace it. I'm like, it's kinda cool, you know, we're we're off in our own worlds or whatever. So um theoretically, like I don't know. People can go on longer tangents and stuff But no it's now that this is like my fourth Interview here it's just weird it's just like Off-putting now that (laughs) I'm sitting
1: here and you said Like weird tangents like I feel like if I start Rambling it's almost like I don't know If you grew up religious but Uh reconciliation Like I'm going to like confess my sins And like to the priest that I can't see (laughs) Reverend Neb It's like
0: I use Spotify instead of (laughs) Bandcamp
1: I have to Tell you something (laughs) I have Demix Downloaded on my laptop
0: Oh god I yeah. Oh, I, shit. Was I, that too real? Sorry. Was, yeah. Should I go? <laughs> I have. I'm like casually closing DMix. <laughs> I only do it if, like, the person's really popular and they don't need my money.
1: Sure. I do it um, more than that, but that's nice. <laughs> I, also, I, mean, I, I also spend a lot of fucking money on banking. Yeah. I was going to say that was true. also
0: uh, me line. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,
1: saving face for the radio show well this literally. is your
0: you're the host of this show so you have to be you know, you i know have to maintain a people have to, image people look up to me i'm merely a guest they on this don't. show i could be uh-huh. a, a total you're shit bad, ass yeah yeah keep your bad boy image alive yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um okay you know what let's just kind of casually roll into things uh to get us started just a quick little intro who you are um your pronouns where you're from what you do kind of whatever you know it's up to you to tell the people about yourself a little bit
1: that's really cool oh my god there's a really cool lighter on the ground we'll talk about it later hi ben (laughs) uh my name is tom marcy um my pronouns are she her hers uh uh was last? oh i'm i grew up in new jersey and i have lived in san francisco for the last eight years
0: well, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank for you for coming on to my show. It oh. is. Oh, <laughs> no! go for it.
1: <laughs> As if I don't know how mics work. You can't talk over each other. But I was going to say that um, if people listen to BFF, you might know me. I have a show on Mondays called The Lost Hour every 2 to 3 p.m. Uh, yeah, that's all. <laughs>
0: that's very true. An excellent show. Thanks. How-, <laughs> <laughs> how are you today? How has your day been?
1: um mondays are so funny and then usually i'm here in the studio today but uh today's episode was a pre-recorded episode um i feel a little all over the place i think but you know when like uh, something that you usually have a routine about uh, is out of place that week you kind of feel whack. yeah all out of whack i've gotten like four texts today they're like you remember this right and i was like <laughs> <"No!"> <laughs> but otherwise I'm, I'm doing fantastic i feel um uh, the adrenaline uh, really coursing through my bones, and I am so ready oh. to talk about music. I'm really thrilled about that. Well, I'm excited
0: that. to talk about music with you. <laughs> I love the adrenaline. That's something I need to tap into for these. Oh, yeah. I always get so tired before. It. It's, it's like a weird thing my body does. If I have something big I'm looking forward to, I get really sleepy before it, mm. which is like... I don't know how that ended up happening. I feel like evolutionary. That's like the worst possible thing. Your body just shuts down. I know. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, thank you. I would like to nap. So um, how I've gotten around that since I've been doing radio for a while is I just drink a lot of caffeine beforehand. Sure. So I am wired, but also sleepy. That's
1: all right. Yeah. My relationship to caffeine is pretty stockholmed, like. Uh-huh. I've spent, like, years off of it because I do truly in my heart believe that coffee is, like, the greatest tasting thing in the world. Uh-huh. But um, it, it just it riddles me rampant. And, like, I become, like, just an awful, like, migraine-induced, like,
0: nightmare. Uh, that being <laughs> said, it tastes great. And I will go every weekend to go get some sometimes. That's funny. <laughs> I drink a lot of caffeine. I still don't drink coffee. I've never drink coffee. I've never been a coffee person. Whoa. To me... It does this where I might risk getting controversial. I don't know if this is how we should start the interview. I would love that. I don't really like the taste of coffee.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, kind of a tit-for-tat situation.
0: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. It's just um, I've never gotten used to it, and it's not my favorite. So what I do is I drink sugary juice that has, like, four... Cups of caffeine or whatever, you know. What juice has caffeine in it? Well, it's just like energy drinks. Is what I'm getting Oh, you said juice. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's like what—that's what they are. (laughs) You're calling like like Red Bull juice, is that what you're saying? I mean, it's just like caffeinated, carbonated juice. I usually drink Celsius. No sponsor. They should sponsor me. Yeah, well, we know um, you're a
1: listener. To, oh, this is show's called Hardcore Heaven. Is hardcore Heaven
0: yeah. Radio Power Hours. Thank you very much. Well, we,
1: uh, listen, Celsius, yeah. we know you're an avid listener of Hardcore <laughs> Heaven Radio Power Hours, so uh-huh. cut the shit already, all yeah. right?
0: Yeah, fucking send semi- me every morning. I should also get sponsored by 7 because I walk to my Seven Eleven every morning, and I spend two ninety nine. Exactly. I'm going to and- think about forever that you called Red Bull Juice. <laughs> I feel like that's a appropriate enough... I, and whatever. I don't I'm not here to argue that. Okay. I'm I'm simply yeah. uh uh astounded by it. <laughs> That's all. Um okay, well so getting uh, into the um the interview, the music, whatever portion of the show now that we've um uh, we could talk more about juice, but we'll save that for later. Yeah, yeah. That's the radio after <laughs> we'll circle power. back. Power after, hour. after totally hours. After hours. Yeah. Totally I should late. start booking the, like, section after my show, and it's just, like, me and the guests arguing about something very mundane. Just squawking about nothing. <laughs> yeah. About absolutely nothing. The, I the limits of what the word juice can define. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, you grew up in New Jersey. That's I sure did. That's something I didn't know. Oh, did you really not know that? No. I feel like Well, it's... I mean, we've met, like, three times, Oh, I guess that's true. So, like, I didn't. <laughs> Do you know where I'm from? <laughs> uh, are, did you grow up in Santa Cruz or no? No, I oh. went to school there. I'm from Hawaii, actually. Are you really? Yeah. I didn't know
1: that at all. Look at, look at us. Look at us, both transients. That's so funny. <laughs> I had no clue. When did uh, you
0: move here? Um, First school when I was 18. When I likewise I UCSC, yeah. May I ask how old you are? I'm 23.
1: Okay, I'm 25. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a couple years on you in the Bay. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. I don't have too much to say about that. I mean, like, yeah. well, I think it's... um musically it certainly informed a lot of like uh where i come from and what i grew up listening to but um i'm, I'm certainly happy to be here now <laughs> I yeah. definitely I, you know i didn't leave so well
0: <laughs> i'd love to dive into that a little bit what kind of music were you listening to growing up in jersey and how do you think the music scene in jersey i've never been there so i don't know anything about it but sure i've from what I can like ascertain, it seems like it's a very like culturally vibrant place with a very specific sound and types of music. Do you think that influenced, influenced what you were listening? Uh, excuse me. Do you think that influenced what you were listening to growing up? And also, just to start, what were you listening to, a young Tom?
1: Totally. Well, I think I've always been. I've had my uh, little grubby teenage and like prepubescent like hands and like a lot of different musical pots. Um, I grew up in a household where. My dad is not from here, he's from Italy, and so his musical references were all like foreign and not from here, and my mom was like a child of the 80s, and so like I didn't really hear music from this like century until I started going to school, uh, and it, I think also informs like my love for not just like music, but all things like from the 80s and things like that, um, so I, I often like, although it's not like, it's not definitely not what's what's in the mix that you're gonna listen to today on this episode. Um, I tend to default to a lot of like '80s pop and dance and uh, high energy and freestyle and all that good stuff. Um, from out there, from from there on, though, I would say uh, I'm deeply. In, I was deeply informed by dance music, like club music. Uh, a lot of my cousins growing up were DJs, actually, which is a weird, um, circuitous element to this because I would watch them as a kid, and they would never let me touch all their nice, cool, expensive gear. They were very. Um, Fancy Italian Guido DJs, just picture that. Uh, so let's actually sit with it for a second. Yeah. Um, so they would play a lot of like uh, club and like Euro, Euro, a lot uh-huh. of Euro, everything Euro. Um, and I just remember thinking as like a little teeny tiny 10, 11 year old being like, I could do that too. Fully forgetting about it. And then, you know, flash forward to what a decade and a half later, I start DJing at 24. Who knew? Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, club uh, scene there definitely influenced me. And then in high school, Uh, I was really informed and influenced by a lot of punk and a lot of rock and metal. I went to a lot of metal shows in high school. Uh, New Jersey has a really vibrant like metal teen scene for some reason. Lots of metal bands, lots of weird venues and like the basements of churches and like weird 18 plus dive bars. Um, So, yeah, I would say it's all over the place.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like... It's really cool that you were introduced to dance music from such an early age. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that not a lot of people... Like, I didn't start listening to dance music until I got to college. Whoa, And it was, like, a very different, um, very much less, like, cultured introduction. Mm -hmm. It was just, like... I would go to college parties and they would be like house music on and I'd be like, okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't like it at first. The my first friend group who listened to it, I would like make fun of them. And mm. uh, just like the words like um discotech and whatnot to me <laughs> like elicited a response that like I should mock them for it. But then just like the drunker I got, the more I was like, okay. <laughs> like no, I get it. And then, um just like slowly over the course of years it broke me down. Um it's also I noticed, or I guess I thought it was interesting that it seems like a lot of the people I've talked to, both in the show and just in general, there's a big connection of the punk teenager Mm. to young adult DJ. To current DJ. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, it's funny that you say that because I think I had an almost opposite experience. Again, tit for tat um i remember my friends going to like warped tour and things like that and listening to like a lot of pop punk and like i also i would do what you did at house music i would mm-hmm. scoff at them i'd be like the fuck is this <laughs> i be like this bullshit guitar crap like where you're screaming <laughs> that being said, like i listened to like 80s rock and uh, as a mm-hmm. kid or whatever but like something about punk like i couldn't take seriously at first but it's so funny that you say that i, I yeah, i guess i've never appreciated that i always had uh Dance music around me And likewise You know Then I got uh, stoned And went to Warped Tour And I was like Oh I see what this is about it. Yeah <laughs> Yeah Angsty Okay cool uh-huh. um,
0: And I think there's definitely I think it makes sense That someone who could get involved In the punk And like metal scene In their area Would like I think there's I mean I'm sure I can't speak for All different types of music I don't like Listen and consume To all different types of music But sure. it seems like Both of those Both dance music And especially Kind of more underground for lack of better word but like less mainstream dance scenes and metal scenes the like sense of community that's built around them Mm. and the sense of like you know can you have these people whether in dance music i think it's primarily like queer people and also probably the same is true for metal but people who maybe can't like fully be themselves and express themselves to the You know as much as they want to in their day to day Like going to these metal shows or going to the club And then finding like an out There you know to do I
1: mean I would hope so and I'd like to think so I unfortunately again one of the reasons you know I I fled so far away from my home When I was 18 is that I didn't really have Any semblance of like uh, Queer femme uh, Community in any of these Spaces I found myself in the metal scene as I Found it was Mm -hmm. very very straight Mm -hmm. um, Very dominated by like straight men Um uh, who I, I were friend, was friends with and, like, we had, you know, we hung out or whatever. But um, it, looking back on it, was not the uh, community that was um, I was looking for, that I've now totally. found here. I'd like to think, again, I, I haven't lived there since I was 18. I would really like to think that that has changed uh, since I've left, but I really don't know, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure it just depends. Like, you can find um, plenty of white straight men in dance music too everywhere <laughs> they're, very, <yeah>. they're everywhere <laughs> and again yay yeah, great great guys friends with a lot of them you yeah know? shout out to you guys <laughs> i know you're listening
1: uh-huh. it's a hardcore heaven power hour.
0: i know we got what well, we have the celsius the ceo of celsius and all the white straight men of the world little known fact ceo of celsius dj dj <laughs> I,
1: don't know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I have no idea I've, I've heard you just told me about celsius for the first time today yeah I I, the they're so
0: full of caffeine that's really all i can say the 200 milligrams
1: do they taste like red bull or do they taste like yerba mate you know like natural um, or whatever
0: much more on the red bull side of things because sure, i used sure. to be addicted to your, have a daily yerba mate likewise yeah. but those are expensive and have a shit ton of sugar in them are they expensive well, I mean, it depends, you know, it's all relative, but they're, like, 350 generally, mm. or maybe a little more, depending on, like, the corner shop you're at.
1: I don't mean to expose how out of touch I am, but um, <laughs> when I was 18 and I started on campus at SF State, they, uh-huh. like, your State, they were, like, giving it away to college students for free. Uh-huh. So that was my experience of it, is, like, yeah. them, like, trying to, like, promote it and hand them to I- me. I
0: had that experience, too, at UCSE, but it was only, like... Is that like welcome week you know and they had the little booth mm. in there and they did I never heard of them and all my friends who I was just making who lived in California were like oh these are urbamontes they're they are a cool yeah they've a the cool thing yeah. and a, again another instance of this like theme warping back I shat on them and I was like these things are not healthy for you and you guys are dumb And then within, like, two weeks, I was on the daily Monte grind.
1: That is such a universally, like, applicable uh, (laughs) chronology to everything in your life, right? It's Uh like you scoff at something because you're afraid to admit that you're interested by it, whether it be, like, a type of music. Like, I Uh remember, like, scoffing at, like, queer or, like, especially, like, Gaga when I was a kid, like, being like, that's weird, and then going home and listening to it. Mm -hmm. Or, like, gender things. Like, you scoff at, like, the idea of, like, varied gender expression, and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing it yeah and then, you know being trans
2: <laughs> uh not that i think, know
0: <laughs> i think for me a lot of it is i would like to like consider myself above things you know mm, sure sure sure. And yeah so when we meet i'm like oh so all all of these people i see are doing this but not me i have the elevated and smart opinion oh, and yeah. then no i don't the, i'm so dumb the ego of a teen. i'm a fucking sheep the ego of a teen who's <laughs>
1: about to find out that they're a transsexual sheep yeah 100 percent. <laughs> wow i should write a book with that title that as it holy crap that's beautiful
0: <laughs> 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 um okay god where were we um i'll get off track i'm sorry I'm no right. on it, i love it i love it <laughs> i need more of that sometimes i definitely especially like when i interview like i interviewed rains um shadow was, reigns so, def um, it was, they're so articulate and, like, smart, and it was so great, but Very they were much. just going, like, on and on about, like, sound design, which is something I just don't know a thing about, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's, then <it. laughs> trying again, and there's this big-ass battleship wooden thing in the middle, so I can't even see them, and I was just like, yeah, so, you know, I love, I love the banter. Uh, um, yeah, for, at least once a week, I have a conversation <laughs> with Rain, and Rain says something that I just nod, and I'm like, I don't know what you said they're just too fucking smart (laughs) (laughs) no for real
1: for real shout out for real yeah
0: um okay so i guess to bring us a little bit back on track we talked about growing up having dance music and some euro euro influence Mm -hmm. i also love that you loved 80s 80s music i also very much have a passion for 80s like synth pop Mm. and dance Mm -hmm. i love a, I think it influences the type of electronic music I, I listen to, but I also like to just sneak in, like, explicitly, like, very 80s. Like, I think Don't You Want Me by The Human League is, like, one of the best songs ever. I I can't like, start
1: singing it for copyright reasons, but... Oh. <laughs> but I don't, like...
0: I don't think I've ever played that song while I was DJing and not gotten, like, a great reaction out of it. Yeah. I think it's probably humanly impossible to be drunk and not like join in at the chorus you know I think especially
1: I don't want to speak for you but like we're playing to crowds where people are around our age and the people who are around our age have parents that were if they grew up here Mm -hmm. were growing up in the 80s so there's like that that um, everyone's going to know it because they grew up with their parents listening to it and it's just
0: classic classic music you know I think if you live just like in America for long Mm -hmm. enough you're going to listen to Don't You Want Me I love to drop um, Blue Monday by New Order sure yeah that's all right we can move on but I, lo- I love 80s music too <laughs> I do I, I,
1: I definitely live in the the lady side of things I was really yeah. I still really am into the Pointer Sisters um mm-hmm. any like people nowadays will make like hardcore renditions of like um sincerely yours by sweet sensation or oh, fun. um things like that and I get really into it but yeah I definitely mm-hmm. lived on the poppy dancy like Madonna side yeah. of
2: things
0: <laughs> do you think um looking at what you produce now what you mix now essentially Mm -hmm. just the dance music that you work with and create do you think you can hear any of that like euro influence or music that your dad was playing or do you think that was kind of a moment in time Mm. and now we are moved on
1: that's a really great question um i feel like i'm so new to everything that i don't know if i have a definitive understanding of my own work yet um i feel like i'm still understanding that myself i've been djing for a little over a year and i've been like producing uh very briefly i've been like making music longer than i've been djing but mm-hmm. producing's a a more weighted term i would say um yeah i think yeah I'm, i don't know why i'm having such trouble answering this i think it's because i'm still really understand uh, this sounds like um Like a a contestant on a competition reality show. (laughs) I'm still trying to find my voice. Um, uh, Yeah, I'd like to think so, though. I definitely... The music I'm working on right now uh, producing is definitely influenced by uh, local people and the local scene um, and wanting to dance with my friends. I feel like it's heavily, heavily informed by that. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of strays away from... Or doesn't really have... I don't think it has any kind of air of euro influence yeah Um,
0: if anything that's that's deep deep in the like in the mind yeah maybe when
1: i'm doing like some regression work with my therapist (laughs) and like a year it'll like pop up and i'll be making like a bunch of like trancy Uh like um boopity boppity music (laughs) who knows
0: yeah maybe we'll get there so when did you start making music first was that once you came out to san francisco
1: it's a good question um I played an instrument. I played an instrument. I played the piano when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in various forms of like concert band and marching band uh, as a kid. Nice. So I grew up with a- I was uh, lucky enough to grow up with like a musical background. I got to college. I um couldn't do anything related to music at all. Uh, and then I graduated from college, got a job. Uh hated everything I ever did in college and then the pandemic started and I remembered that I really liked uh, making stuff So I um I, st- I think I got back into it Because I would do a lot of field recording When things sounded interesting to me in public Like a crowd or like uh, Weird sounds I would just start recording It on my phone And I started having a lot of those And at the same time I was also getting into um, Voice acting and podcasting uh, This was like earlier in the pandemic Like I was starting to send voice acting auditions And I was starting to hear what my voice sounds like On a microphone and record episodes of podcasts with my friends and then i started to like weave those things with the field recording that i was doing and i realized like it was c- kind of ambient and experimental and musical and it was fun uh, and then i had a friend uh shout out aria if you ever listened to this told me i should be a radio host and i was like what the hell does that mean i was like what would that even <laughs> entail um and i think yeah from there i found my footing i started uh Mixing. My friends gave me their board that they bought that they never used. Um, And that was that, actually. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting. I love that you started off with field recordings. That's something that I've had friends I've made through doing, like, college radio and, um, you know, just being involved in music and Mm -hmm. electronic music who have done that. And it's something that I have never delved into, but I find really fascinating. I wonder if you can just... Like, talk about how how that started and what j- drove you to record sounds that most people would not think twice about.
1: Sure. Well, sometimes it was a comfort. Like, uh, you know, I, I, and, and maybe it even was as early as college, like some of the last years of college. I'm a very, um, I don't know if sentimental is even the right word. I'm, I'm a very um, emotionally charged person. I feel really romantically, deeply connected to all the people I love around me. And so, like, if, if my friends and I were, like, having a conversation or hanging out and laughing, I would just put my phone, like, under a pillow and, like, record it. No, you couldn't hear words. You could just hear, like, the sounds. And I found it, like, really comforting and beautiful. I would record. I would sit at the beach, Ocean Beach, and, like, hear the waves and, like, people around. And I'm like, this sounds nice. I want to record this, too. I would be at a bar with a friend. And um specifically, I have a great recording from the Royal Cuckoo. Uh, I was there with a friend, and uh, there was an organ playing and, like, glasses, like, clinking, like, people were cheersing, and it's just, I don't know, something about, like, it it felt very delicious to my ears, and so I just wanted to capture it. Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, uh, uh, sounds that made me happy, and I wanted to hear them again.
0: That's very cute and Mm -hmm. touching. (laughs) Yeah, I am... I, I can't, like, formulate a question off the top of my head, but I feel like th- that must translate somehow. I've to, like, stumped you here. by being
1: so earnest. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: well, I just... <laughs> like, I've, that must translate somewhat into, you know, your production process. Or I feel like mm-hmm. that just, like, attitude and how you treat <clears throat> noises and sounds and the emotional, you know, the emotion that you assign to them.
1: I'd like to think so. Um, it just even, like, uh, uh, emotions aside from a very, like, logistical standpoint. Everything I want to do in music is very sample heavy. I want uh, things to be referential to other things that that sounds Mm -hmm. so vague, but um, I don't want it to just be something that I make from like pressing buttons or playing an instrument. I want it to incorporate like the soundscapes that um, envelop my life. Uh, uh, There's a really cool exhibit that happens down in SoCal. It's called Other Places Art Fair. Uh, it's an art fair that's, like, mounted on, like, this hillside in SoCal. I forget where. But um, some local people that are really cool, Cone-Shaped Top in Oakland. Uh, it's a vinyl shop. Check it out. Uh, the people who run it, Cat and Matt, they do an exhibit down there at the fair every year. It's called Dream Radio Exhibit, where every year they either – one year they outfitted, like, an old, like, army barrack on the side of a hill. Last This past year they, like, brought, like, an, a completely, like, inflatable cube – on, and like mounted it on the side of a hill and you can just go in and they'll play everybody's like ambient experimental submissions that have submitted. And so that was the first thing that I had produced that I submitted to something like that. And it's just like it's a it's a collection of my field recordings uh, woven in with some work I did on my synth. And it's um, simple and it's uh, discordant at times. But I, I find it to be like one of the most like awesome things I've ever done. Mm um, <laughs> And from there, you know, I make dance music, and I still feel like they're, they, uh, they are related to each other in that, like, emotionality, like you were saying, and, like, also heavy, like, samples from, like, my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So when you first started, some of the first music you were putting out was experimental and ambient in nature. Mm-hmm. At the time, were you consuming a lot of, like, ambient and experimental music? No. No. No, or it was, it It just came from a way to like put use to all these little recordings and yeah. snippets that you had gathered and you're like, well, I got to do something with them.
1: I should say most of this stuff doesn't even exist on the internet. It really just yeah. exists on my laptop. But, um, yeah, no, I, I feel like the music I make and play is almost never necessarily correlated to like what I'm actually, um, Consuming. what I turn on in my car. Yeah. I'm also, I'm a heavy podcast listener. I'm a chronic podcast listener. I would much prefer in the car um, usually uh, to hear people having a conversation rather than hearing Mm. music, which I think also relates to why the music I make is so sample heavy of like Mm -hmm. talking and vocals. Um, Yeah, no, it it almost never really does. I've I've since, I really, really broadened my um, uh, exposure to experimental and ambient stuff. There's a great uh, local collective called Resonant Frequencies. They throw an ambient experimental open mic Every couple months, it's been at the Balboa Theater. It's been another other in the city I'm forgetting right now. But basically, you can come and fuck with all the cool gear they have on stage and just, like, make experimental music in a theater full of people right in front of everybody. And they also have an open mic live visual thing where you can sit down at their live visual set and also fuck with that. And if you don't want to do anything, you mm-hmm. can just go and sit. It's really cool. That is really cool. Resonant frequencies. I, I'm yeah. plugging so much local shit. but no, it, please it, do. It's, it's good. I love it's it. Good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all just to say I've uh,
0: been more <laughs> exposed to it now. Yeah, totally. Uh, So I guess maybe a little more kind of diving into like the logistical side of starting to create your own music. Do you Mm -hmm. remember like what DAWs you were using, what equipment you had access to, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to dive into a little bit of the, um, yeah, like the logistical parts of getting started making music and how you kind of stumbled and evolved in that sense.
1: Sure. Well, I should, you know, it says, I'm sure if you interviewed somebody that um, maybe has been doing this for more than a little over a year and a half. <laughs> they'd be like, well, back in the day. Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, back in the day. And it's just last year or something. But um, well, I had mentioned that I started doing voice acting and podcasting before this. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I used Audacity as a DAW. And I also used a single track DAW called Twisted Wave that I still use to this day. It's really perfect for, if you like, especially if you make like a mix, like what I made for this show, you can just run it through that single track DAW really quick just to look at it normalize it if you need to like amplify it if you need to chop things and then just send it on its way Mm -hmm. um that was the stuff i was uh working with first what was the other question gear i got very lucky that um at a certain time in the pandemic i used the last of my unemployment money to buy a really really nice synthesizer um and so it was my first like tool i've always had like a keyboard or something Uh like that like not like a, a midi but um something just to play on and fuck around with. Uh, but I was very lucky to come into a really, really nice synthesizer um, at the end of, like, 2021, and I, I've i been using it since. I feel like I'll get, like, 20 years out of it. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. Like, analog? Uh, it's an OP1. I, I don't know why I'm dancing around that, but that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't worry. I know nothing about synths, so that means nothing to me.
1: Oh, really? Have you <laughs> ever seen one?
0: No. I actually, I, I'm supposed to go somewhere after this. So I brought it, but let me just Oh, show my God, it. yeah. Whip it out. I don't know if it's
2: going to be.
0: It's just it's rather. I will not know, know what I'm looking at. It's a cool thing. It's a just cool thing. Be a it's a, thing. We I'm should, excited to see it though. Yeah, I'll a, describe it for the listeners at home. Sure. Oh, okay, I know what that is. Yeah, I've seen that on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those little white things. <laughs> it's a little white thing. White thing. <laughs> little yeah, white, white, <laughs> bleh, white rectangles <laughs> with a bunch of dots, and yeah. doesn't like the screen. Like it does a lot of different cool looking stuff.
1: Lots of cool visualizing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna get stuff used out of this for the rest of my life. So. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. I've definitely seen people on the internet make like entire pieces of work, you know, just off that. It seems it seems very capable.
1: It is. And and um the the thing I mentioned earlier that my sem- experimental submission to Dream Radio exhibit mm-hmm. through cone shaped top was fully made on that weaving it with the field recording that I do. Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What was the process Because listening to your more recent output You know just on SoundCloud
2: or I saw you on my SoundCloud Yeah (laughs) I
0: was dropping some likes I felt (laughs) bad because I wanted to like everything I was listening to Because I did like it But I also (laughs) didn't want you to know that I was listening to your stuff the morning of our interview No I appreciate (laughs) that I do
1: the same thing with people that come on I
0: really appreciate that Yeah theoretically um, You know I would have done that earlier too but
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about it. But I recorded the mix for the show truly forty-five minutes ago. Yeah, that's why so. Hey,
0: most people do it after the fact. But uh, yeah. we are we are cutting this pre-recording a little close. Yeah, we are. That's all right. <laughs> um. So anyway, the stuff you put out now, I I wouldn't describe it as ambient or I mean, experimental. Is forward, sure. But you know, it's it's dance music. Yeah, as I would say, especially
1: the stuff on SoundCloud, it's fully dance
0: music. Yeah. Um, what was the process? What what were th- what influenced you to go from creating these very like dreamy, you know, field recording ambient works to something that you would play at a club?
1: Um, I got Ableton. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got Ableton and realized I could make it. Um,
1: and the I knew that the first thing I wanted to do that I wanted to release was um uh something that I think you might have saw. Uh, I don't even know what I called it. But it's a, it's a three-track thing that you can see on Bandcamp. It's on SoundCloud. It's um, uh, three of the first tracks that I made from Ableton. They're like a minute long each, and they each sample parts of vocals from Adventure Time, which is my favorite show. Uh, I believe they're all called... One's called Oh No, We're Trapped. The other one's called It'll Work Out. And the last one's called um, My Last Adventure. Um uh, and they're not mastered i should say (laughs) they're very uh low quality they have almost no automation to them um but they're the first thing i did on ableton and i knew and like the those samples from venture time are very close and near dear to my heart uh so i'm really happy that they're still there i'm probably eventually i'm learning how to master right now Mm -hmm. which is very cool and stressful thing to learn. I'll probably eventually go back and like actually finish those things and then re-release yeah. them. But they're fun on the internet. You can't really play them anywhere because the bass is so overpowering that if you looked at it <laughs> on like a, a CDJ or yeah. something, you'd be like, I Ooh. can't use that.
0: But um. <laughs> yeah. They're, the they're the cool. slime of my life EP. That's what it's called. The slime yes. of my life. Wow, I can't believe I did my own thing. But uh huh. Um. Would you wanna? Would you be interested in playing one of the tracks now? Sure. You can a little bit of context. You can play my last adventure. My last fine. adventure. Okay great let's give it a spin my last adventure some of my life vp you can find it on soundcloud or on bandcamp Mm -hmm. both of those at tom marcy let's do this
2: I guess. I guess that will be my last adventure. And someday, when you die, I'll be the one who puts you on the ground.
0: Okay, we're back. <laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, that was my last adventure. Um, uh-huh. yeah, for anybody who watched Adventure Time and cares, it's a sample of Princess Bubblegum and Marceline talking to each other during the Stakes miniseries. It's in episode one. That might oh. mean nothing to anybody, but it I means... I Adventure Time. It means something to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not
0: deep enough in the lore.
1: Well, <laughs> shout yeah. out Rain's Dev. If Rain's listening, Rain <laughs> knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about because I know Rain watches Adventure Time like uh-huh. I do.
0: It is cute. Um... My sister and her girlfriend dressed up as Marceline and uh, Princess Bubblegum for Halloween. That's so sweet. Which is very cute. Um, Okay, what was I going to talk about? Certainly about music, wasn't it? Probably. Well, <clears throat> I You're a s- fan?
1: Yeah, you know, recently, recently. Um, Been listening to that music. There's also some stuff that I put out also on Bandcamp and SoundCloud if people want to check it out. It's fully just OP1 stuff. So mm-hmm. the synthesizer I mentioned before, can it acts as like a mini DAW itself. Like you can record stuff in there and like fuck with it um, to an extent, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's uh, something called the Pickle Op um, on SoundCloud that I made two songs that sound... I made two songs while I was thinking about pickles. That's really all it is. They're uh-huh. just weird ambient things. And there's also um, one called Sounds of a uh, Cough, Cough. I don't know why I called it that. Um, those are on Bandcamp, if uh-huh. anybody cares. Again, all unmastered. They're just like weird little things I did
0: on my synthesizer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so when you were transitioning from creating ambient stuff into dance music, what were some of your influences, some of the stuff you were listening to that kind of formed the type of dance music that you wanted to make? I think the answer is the people around me, mm-hmm. local
1: scene. Um, I'm really, really uh, fortunate and grateful to be around so many like wonderful DJs and producers and just people who have like really deep passions about uh, audio in general. Um uh oh my mind blanked any every anybody and everybody from lower Grand radio in oakland has really informed a lot of like the things i know about gear music djing producing uh editing things any kind of like tech shit that i didn't know um and uh, uh musically i think i'm very uh entranced by people like rain people like Bastion goat um who are very versatile and can really make sounds so ass kissy but can make anything (laughs) sound good can make anything sound um danceable and uh is not like relegated to one specific genre or vibe uh and is completely like unbothered by um any kind of expectations around that totally yeah
2: did I answer your question? That Sorry. did answer my question. Okay. No, I'm just
0: uh, no. I'm thinking about what uh, <clears throat> like kind of what direction I want to go with the question. So, well, I I found it interesting you touched on something that Raines talked a lot about when we interviewed, but just kind of the the versatility in the not locking yourself into one sonic box mm-hmm. or aesthetic. I refuse.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> um I do though. I fuck yeah. that. I think that's so silly and um even how you said like transitioning from ambient to dance. I, I want to do both and Yeah. I think I pe- I know that people have expressed like uh using like different monikers for different projects that they do. Like their Mm -hmm. ambient stuff is under a different name and that sounds fun, but I don't think I'm that creative. I just think (laughs) they can all be under my name and it's okay. It'll be fine.
0: (laughs) Uh huh. So I guess going off that, when you go into create, like you have this little adventure time EP slime. I've already, I closed the SoundCloud link. I forgot what it was. Something about the slime slime of my life. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. So when you were going into that, or you're going into create a project, do you approach it like, I want to create an abrasive hardcore song that has an Adventure Time edit, or do you have a looser idea than that and you kind of find the song as you're going along?
1: I think it's all very sample-informed in terms of that stuff. Um, Like the earlier stuff, that's all just off the synthesizer. That's just me having fun and pressing buttons. The Adventure Time thing was because I had... I was watching Adventure Time for like the 20th time and (laughs) I heard something that they said that I wanted to hear in a song. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Similarly, there's a song that I'm working on right now uh, for an upcoming album uh, that um, I was listening to my favorite comedian, Maria Bamford, do a stand up and she made a joke that was really funny and she screamed the joke. And I was like, I want to hear that in like the hardest song I've ever heard. Uh-huh. And so I sampled it and I, I made that. Like, um, mm-hmm. so I would say that a lot of my stuff lately and same thing with field recording. Um, The thing I submitted to Dream Radio that I mentioned earlier, it's all informed by uh, the recordings themselves and like what I was doing and what's in them. Um, I think I start very much from the place of reference rather than mm-hmm. um, from the place of creation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm hmm. Um, so I know I had you bring a little bit of music. This is one of my less natural transitions into playing a song. But I know you, I had you bring some music. Enough about your
1: fucking yeah. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> the music you brought. <laughs> totally, totally,
0: totally. Um, well, just because you um, w- we brought up Bastion Goat. I know we brought some bashing. I out. sure did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh my god, I almost knocked the pl- uh, lamp over. That's how much
0: I love bashing. Uh huh. <coughs> um, so yeah, let's spin. So just I guess for context, for people listening, you know, I had them bring some music that influences them and that they you know derive inspiration from. I guess is mm-hmm. that accurate? It is accurate. I I have
1: thoughts about each of them if you don't mind. Oh, I would absolutely
0: um, love to hear them. But so- we are um what are we about to play right now
1: so we're about to play want to make you fall in love by Goat. this is off their um august release multi album cover is done by shireen hashemi shout out shireen um this is this project dropped just before i th- i throw i will talk about it i throw a party called wet with a bunch of really great awesome friends that i all met at lower Grand radio in oakland and this project dropped during our second uh just before our second party happened and we all played like there's only five songs on this project, where we all played <laughs> at least one, so there was definitely repeats. But this song just is really emblematic of um, the last year that I've had, getting to do all of these new things and make all these new connections and friendships. Uh, and I am just so grateful to hear it every single time. And uh, Bash and Go, if you're listening, I'm really thankful for this track <laughs> and like all the art you put out. Uh, so this is "Want to Make You Fall in Love." All right, yeah,
0: let's give it a listen. <laughs>
2: I made it. But, <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah, it's a, it's a really, really incredible release. Multi, go check it out on Bandcamp if you all would like. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Something I want to jump into. So right before you played that song, you talked about the show you put on with a group, of, a group of friends from Lower Grand. Lower Grand. I said that right.
1: That's true. Yeah, it's called Wet. Um, uh-huh. So uh...
0: <laughs> you, correct me if I'm wrong, are part of the Wet Collective.
1: Yeah, Secret. we we're abandoning the word collective. It's not uh-huh. that serious, but <laughs> <clears throat> I came up with that word only because Instagram wouldn't let me just be wet, um, and I was like, "How do we do this? That's yeah, gonna okay, work." So but um, it's, so it's wet, wet, wet co, wet, uh-huh. uh, wet and friends, wet exclamation point, <laughs> whatever you want. um one of the people from wet actually just said that That today i did not make that up (laughs) i'm sorry noah
0: i stole that from you uh yeah uh back in oh i'm so sorry oh you're so fine i mean i'm sure you're going to answer the question i was going to ask but i'll ask it Mm. anyway for those who are unaware what is wet who's in it and how did how did it come to be sure wet is a uh,
1: group of friends who really like to dance and play music together And we are so fortunate to get to do that in front of um, an audience of people who want to dance with us. Uh, It started because my friend Layla, who's also known as DJ Tastemaker, shout out Tastemaker, and I were in my car one night at like a pier at Embarcadero, stoned as hell, DJing on our laptops, (laughs) like (laughs) in the car. Uh, And I looked over at Layla at one point and I just said, wet. (laughs) And um, we started cackling and I was like, that's kind of a funny name for a party. And Layla's like, we should do that. And uh, I it slowly just started to formulate from there. I asked multiple people from around the scene that I had just met either recently or a couple months prior to that, that I really I feel were elemental in me starting to like come out of isolation from quarantine, to start like exploring this new realm of stuff I would never done before. And so what consists of myself, Tom Marcy, Layla, DJ Tastemaker, um, uh, DJ Angel Grinder, and DJ BB Tiansher, who make up the duo Red Beans. Uh, you can catch their show on Lower Grand, Happy Together, every fourth Saturday. Uh, Cherub420, uh, you can catch their show with It Has, Sunday Mass, every first Sunday at six, I believe. On Lower Grand and A Love Dream, uh, which consists of AgriPol, Freescale, and Jed. Hi, guys. Um, And you can catch their show, Sound Selection, every first Friday at 4. This is all Lower Grand. Mm -hmm. um, But five different DJ acts were eight people total. um, And we did it at Mothership in July. Thank you, Mothership, for having us because it almost wasn't there. Uh, And it went really well. And then I just asked them, I was like, do you guys want to do this again? And they said, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's it. And now we do it every month.
2: Nice.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of the benefits of being able to work in a, in a collective or whatever you want to call it, in a group <laughs> such, as, such as WET? Well, I was talking to somebody who um, does a
1: lot of the their own parties by themselves and they mentioned, because I was talking about like, we have some really cool plans for some beach or forest stuff that's coming up, you know, mm-hmm. you could follow us if you're interested about it. But I was like, you know, it helps that there's seven of us if I need help, you know, Carrying things into the woods. (laughs) Literally. Um, And from like a logistical standpoint, it's really wonderful. But also just from like an emotional and like friendship connection standpoint, it's really wonderful that we come from all different points of view in music. uh, And just like in our lives, we're at different stages in our lives. We're not all the same age. We're not all from the same place. Um, And it is, uh, it's just beautifully interwoven every single time we get together and do stuff in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. guys have a
0: show coming up at um, Underground,
1: right? We now. do February fourth. That's a Saturday at Underground SF. It's on Hate Street in San Francisco. It is five dollars. It's free before ten p.m. Uh, you can go to our Instagram at wet dot underscore dot You can also go on my page at tom underscore marcy to find out about it. Um, it's going to be super fun. It'll be the last club Wet for a while. After that, it's mm-hmm. going to be in some. Uh, unconventional spaces, and you'll hear about that. Think warehouse, think forest, think beach, think radio station. Um, and we're so excited and thankful that people want to come and hang out with us. Yeah.
0: W- hmm. <laughs> Stumped. <laughs> I'm trying to. This is when I do that, you can tell I'm not reading something off my computer. And it's, I, I'm going off the dome. Um, but as someone who's thrown events in both clubs and in unconventional spots, how do you feel? And I think this is something we talked about briefly when we met at the Hardcore having beach rave.
1: Shout out to you, by the way. That was a really <laughs> wonderful,
0: excellent party. That was really fun. It When you said um, the logistical benefit of having multiple people for dragging shit out when you're throwing renegades, mm-hmm. that beach rave took it out of me so much. Because it yeah. was like half a mile from where you parked to where you got. Sure was. Um and thank god there was as many of us as there were There would be like Tonin and Reigns and Ari And then like Ari's two friends who were like dragging PA system shit down mm-hmm. And um...
1: Cherub420 Oh oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry <laughs> um, Yeah, sorry, I wasn't uh, punishing you for <laughs> forgetting <laughs> Cherub's name,
0: it's okay yeah. No, I was just um yeah. They totally were there. Though, like, and I how think would think they how also would you definitely Oh if it was just me there would have been no way. Yeah, how would you it would have done been that? physically impossible. Exactly. Or I would have had to get there at four to set up for like the ten o'clock their time.
1: I <laughs> mean that's what I feel like I did what for is that I just want my friends and I to get and hang out if yeah. we, and play music. But it really boils down to like valuing and respecting your community around you. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not I've been a very aggravated person lately (laughs) Uh the last couple weeks people have been angry me which is fine I'm not gonna talk shit on a microphone that's so silly Mm -hmm. but we're all just DJs it's not that serious you know what I mean so it's like pouring back into the community that like does what it does for you is like the most important thing and like having the friends and the connection that you obviously Mm -hmm. built like people fuck with you enough to come and help you set up a beach rave and play and have Mm -hmm. fun like there's real value in that it's not trying to do everything by yourself it's all yeah. group. it's all group projects you know that made
0: me feel smiley and warm
1: yeah i very mean it true. though that, that was, was true we we still wet people like still talk about that party because we had so much fun driving uh, down to santa cruz and like just like laying on the beach listening that to makes music. my that
0: makes my heart warm <laughs> i was having a fucking panic attack the whole time because i'm just so i'm too anxious for renegade sure i'm a very anxious person and mm-hmm. the whole time i'm like the cops are on their way and also that guy in the corner i don't know Probably wants to, like, mug us. (laughs) He's he's going (laughs) to walk up to the CDJs and pick one up and walk away. I'm not going to stop him. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, it was great. Um, And um, I won't disclose where that was, but you couldn't hear anything from the road. No, not at all. It was super cool. Well, I guess
0: I wasn't. I don't, we don't have to dive into my specific... Irrational
1: anxiety when you're throwing a party. I get that. Yeah. So, yeah I totally understand. I that. know.
0: Well, so... A <clears throat> little, little self-promo. I think we just officially announced this, but the next Hardcore Heaven's gonna be at Davis at a Renegade spot. Ooh! Um February 25th. Hell yeah. And I'm already anxious about it. <laughs> I'm already ready to get there. Because um, it's just... This will kind of tie into the question I was about to ask. But So I was gonna ask you about kind of what your opinions on club shows versus Renegades... And the, the pros and cons from, I guess it's either, it's up to you to interpret it from like an executive or not executive, but like administrative point, like you're throwing it versus just as a party goer. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's always just having, as an anxious person, mm. having the infrastructure of a club where there is like security, you know, mm-hmm. and like some, you know, you're not literally just you and the elements out there. Yes. Um, I just I get very anxious cuz you don't I don't know everyone. I don't know people's like mm-hmm. intentions. So I just feel like it's it's interesting because I feel like the um ability for someone to exploit a um like, a renegade party, whether, like, they want to do all sorts of, like, whatever nasty things. I feel like it is there because, you know, there's no security. It's literally, it's just us. It's sure. me and Tonin and Reigns. We're all so <laughs> skinny. Like, we can, we're not slapping anyone. But the community and the type of people that go to these shows, I feel like, are so nice and welcoming and amazing. And, like, yes. you know, don't do that versus if you go to, like, a shitty bar like every third person is like mm-hmm. trying to slip some shit in your joy. I mean, that's not true, but you know, I get what um, you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I, um,
1: I have a lot of thoughts about this and I, am sure we don't even have time for me oh, to really, no. um, really get into <laughs> it. Um, but I would just say that, uh, this is something that, uh, I've talked to a lot with the other members of wet. Um, we're very grateful for the bars that have hosted us and the bars that have hosted us have been very wonderful places that really respect the people that come and perform and pay the people that come and perform, um, I'm talking about Mothership, I'm talking about Amato's, I'm talking about El Rio, and now Underground as well. We're very, very, very thankful to have a place and space to put these on. That being said, <clears throat> we were talking a lot about this and what we want what to look like this year. And I understand that there is a element of survival and necessity in treating throwing parties like a business because... People need to get paid. People need to make money. People need to sustain themselves. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Letting this not be fun anymore and become a business would um, ruin the whole point of why I did it. And so we all have talked about moving to the spaces that are, like you said, unconventional, doing renegades instead of club parties, decentering the transactions of like alcohol sales um, in our spaces and just like like what you said, like focusing on community, it's like warehouse beaches, forests. These are not places that people are coming to look and drink and get fucked up. And like you said, like pose dangerous risks to the people around them, to the queer people around them, the trans people around them, the femme people around them. Uh, It's a different vibe. You're not coming out to the forest to go, you know, get sloshed at the bar counter or something like that, (laughs) or hopefully to harass people. And if you do, the community will hold it down and kick you the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I feel very strongly about this. I, I think that the places that we should get to enjoy music and be together should not just be the places that are bars and that alcohol is sold. I also don't really drink, and I don't like drinking. So mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a little biased, but like something about the transactional nature of bars um, as it pertains to like playing music and having fun together is not
0: always what I want to be around. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic answer. Thank you. So we have about... Three minutes left. Wow, okay, so really quick,
1: I just want to <laughs> say, <clears throat> thank you so much for having me on the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. This has been a real delight. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to add, because I know that there's a mix coming after this. If people there are is listening a to mix this, coming after this. I want to just quickly explain what happened today. Um, I feel like... Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I, I had to make a... I, I got to make a one-hour mix for this show, and I wanted it to be really true to the name. It's a very, very hardcore, glitchy, noisy... Uh, mix, I think it's beautiful chaos, but what happened was I saved, waited to the very last minute to do this, and I realized that my board, my DJ board, my beloved, uh, is broken, and so it was skipping on one side. I don't have to explain the whole details to you, but basically it prevented me from making a really perfect mix uh, and i was like fuck i can't do it i'm gonna have to go to ben and explain like i feel like i'm like a, a kid telling a teacher <laughs> that my dog ate my homework or some shit i'm like my board doesn't work the hardware is broken but so i um i was angry and frustrated and so i just proceeded and it actually turned out really cool and weird um it's discordant and and strange but it's very hardcore i find it to be very heavenly if hardcore had a heaven um and i deeply hope you all enjoy it Uh, it's, uh, it's some of my favorite stuff to listen to and to just bang my head to, and it's very fast and very noisy, uh, and I'm appreciative
0: that you gave me the space to do it, so. Well, I'm appreciative
1: (laughs) that you filled it with,
0: here at Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour, we love cool (laughs) and weird and fast and hard and all of those um, amazingly, um, all of those good adjectives. <laughs> it
1: was just a long spiel to say I couldn't blend it perfectly,
2: but I, it, it, you know, it, yeah. it, I think it's
0: still going to be really cool. And fun. I think it's funny every time I, um I think every time I've had someone submit a mix for this, there's been a little like, Hey, okay. So there's one transition in the middle. It's all good, <laughs> but like you'll hear it. And it's, you know, I almost redid it and I'm like, and I can usually never even tell. I think that's just so, one of the things about DJing. Well, uh, you're, to, you're your own worst critic.
1: Not to kiss your ass too much, but I think that's also a testament to the fact that people care about the thing that they're bringing on your show. You know, Aww, so
0: that's a very lovely way to look at it. Well, but yeah. Um, as we're wrapping up, so this is gonna air February first. This upcoming, yeah, I think so. What is this upcoming Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, February first um so what do you have going on give yourself some shout out tell people where to find you we know that you're playing on underground on the 4th
1: yes it starts at 9 p.m it's free before 10 it's five dollars afterwards please come and hang out with us uh what is just so great and i would really love for you guys to come and dance i'm playing a show at club Wazima on february 10th i don't know if it's been announced yet but it probably will be by wednesday mm-hmm. uh i'm Another show oh February 15th at mothership. I'm playing in all vinyl nights the day after Valentine's Day I'm gonna play some house experimental fun freestyle stuff with Kat and Matt from Cone Shaped Top who I mentioned earlier They are vinyl legends and just really wonderful people in the community. So come and dance um, And the other things haven't gotten mentioned yet. I'm making a lot of or haven't gotten released yet or announced yet That's the word. I'm making a lot of music. I'm really excited about it I really hope that people enjoy it uh, when it happens Um Uh, I might sing this year live. That's crazy. It's fun. Uh, And I think that's it. My Instagram is at, everything that might is at Tom underscore Marcy. I have a band camp with some of my ambient stuff if you want to look at it. I'll look at it <laughs> We you want to touch it um and i think that's it thank you so much for having me man
0: well thank you so much for coming on you guys just listened to our interview with tom marcy we have an hour-long mix coming up after that you guys who tuned into the hardcore heaven radio power hour at bff.fm best frequencies forever see ya Beautiful. Okay, yay! wait, I didn't stop it, but that's fine. <laughs> yay, we can still say yay. You guys just listened to my lovely interview with the lovely Tom Marcy. This is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. You're tuned in to BFF.FM. For the next hour, we have a curated one of one mix from our guests make sure to keep it locked one more hour guys we got an hour of hardcore music coming up thank you so much for tom for sitting down with me and thank you guys for listening one more time bff.fm best frequencies forever.
2: Boden. ist nicht 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 Es ist Die 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 Zu die
3: Jacket walking down the block walking down the block with a monster jacket the Yankee fitted the Tim's on walking down the block with a Montfair jacket the Yankee fitted 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 Store to get a chopped cheese for the other hand. Tell them make it the Aki way. Hold the yo extra dead ass beat. On my way to your sister's house to have sex for her with my Yankees condom. With-
0: guys are listening to the sounds of Tom Marcy. This is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. You guys are tuned in to BFF.FM. Make sure to keep it locked. Playing hardcore music until noon. Then after that is Talking Noise at noon. Another great show that you should keep it locked for. Shout out to Tom Marcy. This is her mix. Gonna keep playing it all the way till noon. Hope you guys are having a lovely Wednesday morning and afternoon. I know I am. And one more time, make sure to just keep it locked. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. 12
2: I'm not 時間にちょろ
0: guys are tuned into the hardcore heaven radio power hour we're listening to the sounds of the one and only tom marcy we got about 20 minutes left make sure to keep it locked you are tuned into bff.fm best frequencies forever
2: radio all your friends
0: Just hopping on one last time. we got about three and a half minutes left, I think, around there. Four minutes. Show ends at noon. It is 11.56. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. Huge, big, loving shout-out to Tom Marcy for being our guest this evening and giving us such a great interview and such a great mix. She is the best. And that is all I have to say. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back here, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. This show is bi-weekly, so I believe that is the 15th. A little sneak peek. Our next guest is going to be the one and only DJ REB. Really excited for that interview and in mix. They're very close friend and collaborator. My name is DJ nebato Thank you so much for tuning in. And I think I'm just going to keep repeating myself if I keep talking. So I'll stop. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever. Make sure to keep it locked for Talking Noise at Noon, right after this show.